Hello, everyone. Welcome to the regular exclusive, the movie podcast for people who just love movies. All movies. We just love them. Hell yeah. I am Jace, and with me as always is my favorite co-host, Renee. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> what? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I just did it. I just asked Coming you in that. hot. I am. I'm also, yeah, wearing sunglasses inside because it's like fucking bright and hot as hell here in Vegas. And I'm just ready for fall. Like, I don't want it. You have this interesting setup where you're sitting in a chair and you have the blinds down. But for some reason, the blinds have holes in them. And so you just have what it looks like the predator laser (laughs) just like all over deciding where it wants to shoot you. Yeah. Well, it's it was my stupid idea is that like I was able to get stuff for my office for work and I was like, I need to get curtains. And I got like blackout curtains because it gets really hot in here this time of day. But I go, Oh, you know what would be fun? Is <laughs> if there was like I found these ones that have like little star cutouts. And I was like, that's fun. Cause there's no like natural like like you can't if you do the light switch in here, it just doesn't do shit. It gets really dark and there's no like actual like built in light. So I was like, this way it keeps the room brighter most of the time, but also, and it's nice at like at night in the morning, but God, right now it's horrible in the middle of the day. This must be (laughs) great content for an audio podcast. I'm sorry. Well, you asked. (laughs) Renee's bullet hold curtains. Well, it was, it's better than when I just said, Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Because we just (laughs) talked about how we were like, I'm like, I don't ever know how to answer that. So let's do something different. Fun little behind the scenes thing. (laughs) We literally just talked about that. (laughs) And I was like supposed to just say, hey, or like get a conversation going. And I just go right back to it. (laughs) I'm sorry, Jace. This is is why we work. This is great. But (laughs) it's like I try to not be so like ridiculous, but it never works. But it turns out even better. It's it's kind of yeah. like, you know, in the last episode when you mentioned foreigners, that really okay, went over I don't well. want that to be a thing. <laughs> I would like to nip that in the butt right now. And I'm, you were like, oh, yeah, no. I like after we stopped recording, you're finally like, OK, yeah, don't worry. I won't put anything bad in there, but I'll, I'll put in something fun. And then I was like, you left it all in there. <laughs> it was like, it was too good to pass up. It was good. And you know what it is, is that although I apologize to if I offended anyone, but when I listened to it back, I was like, huh, that's not as bad as I remember it. Because I think I like blacked out when I said <laughs> foreigners. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, what did I do? Oh, and man. I had to like really, you know, it was like just all the alarms in my head going off and then word vomit and it actually was okay. I was okay with it. <laughs> it wasn't as bad. It was good. <laughs> so thank you. Well, let's uh, let's actually talk about what we usually talk about. You've been traveling lately. What 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 have you been watching? Yeah, I uh, haven't been able to watch as much, but on the plane, uh, we did watch Uncharted, which is that movie with Tom Holland uh, yeah. and Mark Wahlberg. Was it good? Yeah, you know what? I thought it was pretty much better than I expected. I think they had like really good banter back and forth. Like they were actually pretty funny. But then and then there was like great action. But I felt like 
Tom Holland's character, like I was like, this is Peter. This has to be Peter Parker in disguise. And he's Spider-Man because the things that he does, there's just no way. I mean, I know it's based on a video game, but come on. But it was, yeah, <laughs> not bad. Like, it's not like, oh, go see it. But it was, you know, I'll give it like a. Eh. So that was the first time you saw it? Yeah. And yeah. You now have to watch it again off the plane to see if it was a good plane movie. Well, we watched like most, like only like a a third or like half of it on the plane, but then it's already on Netflix. So mm-hmm. we just finished like the majority of it at home. You have to watch it off the plane is because of my experience. Here's a quick story for, for anyone. I was on a plane and I watched We Bought a Zoo. And I oh, got boy. off that plane. I'm like, that was a lovely movie. I can't oh, believe I never God. heard of it. And no, then, you've never I, heard of that. Well, no, I never heard anyone talk about it. And then I watched it like a couple of years later or something. Just like, oh, I liked this movie. And I watched it. I was like, was I high on that flight? What? Why did I like that so much on the okay, plane? Good. Thank God. Plane <laughs> movies. It's it's a weird phenomenon. Yeah, I don't know. I guess like I feel like I don't I don't really like watch like movies i kind of just watch like really generic movies when i fly unless it's like with back when they had game of thrones i was like oh cool back when it was you know good that must have been great for your passenger just yeah, watching I different like, rape scenes and okay well i obviously was like okay what episode am i gonna do like i gotta find one that doesn't have like torture rape extra violent stuff a little bit of, of those things but not a lot and mm. it was really tough like you gotta go like mid to late later seasons but uh but yeah no it was it was not not a great plane watch so that's why i usually just stick to like uh I, it was either we were gonna watch uncharted or ambulance that like fucking michael bay movie just because mm. one of my guilty pleasures i was gonna say dirty pleasures but kind of both is like a good michael bay movie <laughs> oh, that he, he makes all of his money off being a guilty pleasure that's what i'm saying and like I'm not even going to say that Armageddon is a guilty pleasure because I just think that's straight up like a great movie. But anyways, I also watched because the new one came out this week, Orphan uh, First Kill. Have you heard of that? You Did you ever see the original Orphan? It was no, like the little girl who gets adopted. It's been on the list for a long time. I need to watch it. But yeah. This was, so this was the sequel? Yeah. So the girl who played like in the first one, it's like she gets adopted and then it's like, Don't oh, she's it. okay. Come on. This movie's been out since 2009. People, <laughs> if you wanted to see it, then just put your, your, you know, plug your ears if you need it. to. Okay. Jace, you know, but everyone knows Orphan is the one where the little girl gets adopted, but oh, she's like 30 years old. She's like an adult woman, but the actress was only 10. And so now this is Orphan First Kill. So it's a prequel and the girl's 23 now. So they did some really cool shit with like CGI and like, practical stuff she definitely does look older but you kind of just forget the new one is really fucking fun i just think it was great and this little creepy girl is kind of like i mean she's insane but like i'm here for it it was fun you'd like them but don't tell me you've never heard that people it's like the fucking telling me that you don't want to be spoiled on the sixth sense it's like everybody knows what happens with the sixth sense twist Wait, there's just no way are you kidding me <laughs> no i know okay i just that's what i'm saying i believe it now there's people that get mad about that. I'm like, really? Okay. Because that's or like the Wilson thing in fucking Castaway. It's like, you've had so much time. You can fucking accept it. Ten years. Like, would you agree? 
I feel yeah. like spoilers past a certain point, they're not as big of a deal. Yeah. Don't know what that what that line is, but no, everybody's got a different but one. But apparently it's still a sensitive topic because every every inner YouTube channel podcast, <laughs> they still they gotta do the spoiler spoiler alert alert. I know. You know what? Yeah. I just say, look, let's get a get rid of it, because fuck it. Let's live life on the edge, people. Um <laughs> Yeah, so then the only other thing I watched this week was House of the Dragon, which have, oh, back have you on watched Game that? Of Thrones. Yeah, it's, I meant to say that earlier, but then I got distracted because I did like the Orphan movies. Um, I have not watched it. I'm surprised that, that I like you watch it. it. Surprised and not surprised because I know that you 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 can't you can't control yourself. No, you know, I so. have to. I was like on vacation. I watched it like with headphones on on my laptop in the dark by myself in the living room like after everyone was asleep <laughs> so it was like i really i really like i was like i don't even care to watch this too this is the worst part is it's like my compulsion like i have to know like i just have to know what it is and i'm so glad that i have that because i was really just you know not excited but after watching the first episode i'm like i'm all in baby like it was a throwback to the best parts of Game of Thrones that I forgot how much I loved. And it was just so nice to get back to a feeling like that with Game of Thrones after that dumpster fire of a fucking last season. Oh, right. It was, and it was, so it was pretty bad. I would have said that that was like not going to happen, but like I'm ready to get hurt again, baby. Fucking let's do this. <laughs> like ready. I hope they don't, but my body is ready. It's going to be worth it. And also fucking shout out to Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen. You'll get it when you watch it. That Doctor man Who. is on fire. Well, what about you? That sounds like an eventful vacation watch, you know, in a dark room by yourself on a laptop. That's but, literally um, yeah, what I have to end up doing. <laughs> uh, I had a pretty I had a pretty, pretty, pretty good week of watching stuff. Started off the week with um, with a little miscongeniality. Such a great rewatch. So good. Oh yeah. How when's the last time you watched it? Oh, probably junior high. Wow, really? My my sister loves Sandra Bullock. So it was probably even before junior high. Like so I've seen every Sandra Bullock movie probably just because of her. Yeah. But yeah, so They're good. All great. Honestly, can't can't believe that movie has not been remade. Like it was you such can't. a it was, so it was good. It was such a hit. And it seems like it seems. Yeah, I know. But like, it seems like such a an easy, like nostalgia remake kind of thing. Like, how how has it not been made remade with Jennifer Lawrence and like, I don't know, uh, Stanley Tucci? That is the weirdest combination I could have ever oh, imagined. Jennifer Lawrence has that comedy yeah, side Stanley of her. Tucci? Oh, he <laughs> could totally he could totally do the Michael Caine. Not, oh, not Michael the King. Okay. Not the romance part. I'm just like, dude, are you talking about the Benjamin Bratt part? <laughs> that is the strangest combination I've ever heard about, right? I mean, I also just watched Mother for the first time, and her and Javier Ooh. Bardem are like pretty far apart. But like, also, I get it. That man is sexy as hell, right? He is not. I mean, no offense to Stanley Tucci, but he's not like, oh, I'm trying to nab that guy. But he would be a thousand percent perfect for Michael Caine's part. I hope that if they do something remake it, it would be as good as that. But I don't know. I'm not saying I want it. No, but now that you pitched it, I kind of do. I just yeah, I just can't believe 
the Hollywood hasn't done it. Like Hollywood just remakes everything. So They'll like, get there. how just have they not done that? So give them like know. five more years, right? <laughs> so the the other thing I watched was um, Netflix's two hundred million dollar action movie, The Gray Man. Um, it's a good time. I I I have no clue how they would ever make up the money that they spent on that. Like, I don't think that movie's drawing subscribers. So, yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard good things about it. So, like, I was I mean, I have Netflix. It's not like I would have to sign up for it. But even still, it's not like I, I was like, eh. you watch it for the same reason that like you would watch like a, a uncharted fast, like, a, a, yeah, or like a Fast and the Furious. Like the plot is optional. There, yeah, there's exactly. just gr- there's great action scenes. Also, Chris Evans as the villain is just like. The best thing in the world. He's he's so good. And he just looks like he's having so much fun being the bad guy because he's been Captain America for a decade. So it's great. Good for him. I love him. And I would I that's the thing is I just need to hear one person say like something like that, because, you know, I know like everybody will probably tell you that Jurassic World Dominion was like the worst was still bad and like not as bad as the last one, but just still not good. And it's like I literally watched this with my family on vacation because I was like, I want to do a test. And like nobody said anything the night of. And then the morning after it was like at breakfast when I came out, everyone's arguing about it. And I was just (laughs) like, wow, discourse over this movie. I did not expect. I expected everyone to just kind of like be like, eh. But they were all like Andy was arguing in favor of the movie, which I agree with him was. Yeah. OK, guys. OK, first off, we got to have low expectations for this. I mean, think about the last one. My parents and Anne had not even seen the first two Jurassic Worlds. So also that oh, they had smart. no idea about anything. But still, they were like, this is just like, eh. And they were like, Chris Pratt, he's just meh. Like yeah. they didn't really like like him. And me and Andy are like, honestly, you're watching these movies for the fucking dinos and the action sequences. And in my opinion, that was wonderful. And also, you get the three original actors back. Mm-hmm. This is like definitely the best one of like the sequels, I would say, since like, I mean, I still like Jurassic World. I know a lot of people don't, but I like like the first one. I mean, yeah, not the second one. But anyways, I like movies like that, that like, you know, like I feel like Nope is also divisive. It's it's interesting. I think that's like, like this, good movies, no matter what. This goes back talk. to this goes back to the entire reason that we started this podcast. You know, like exactly. not every movie has to be the greatest movie ever ever made. Maybe a movie can be just really good for what it is, and yeah. you can enjoy it in that way. It's really interesting because I feel like people do that, but then they also like don't understand it when it's not something that they actually like. It's like, you know, they understand liking certain things, but then they don't understand like how other people could not like that or like something else. It's like, just calm down. You know, like we all just think what we think You know, well, say this thing is fucking shit. Well, unless spe- it really deserves it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and speaking of uh, divisive movies that some people just don't get, um, we actively are going to have to hold ourselves back from going on for an hour about this. Uh I finally saw everything everywhere all at once. Oh my and god. I think I think it's a top three most enjoyable moments of my life. Like yeah. it, it, it it was so good and I loved it so much. What are your first two top moments like? Oh 
get married. I mean, really, if I'm being honest, it was number one. Yeah. Maybe it's right up there. It's A, B. It's one A, one B with getting married. You know, but like for the sake of for the sake of, I don't know, judgment, it's top three. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But it's number one. It's okay. You can admit it. But wow, it's we're definitely doing an episode on it. At some point, we're definitely doing it because if if you liked Swiss Army Man, all fifty of us that saw that movie, if you liked Swiss Army Man, you will love everything everywhere all at once. And if you haven't seen Swiss Army Man, which I hadn't when I saw Everything Everywhere, I feel like you also, it's a great entry into like the Daniels. Some people might not get it. It's definitely long. And it's like, it's just so cool that like they can pack up so much emotion in with such silliness and fun, like crazy shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you'll like literally sometimes. So I think that's definitely going to be coming up soon. For sure. It's got to be on fucking streaming somewhere. I mean, I know I bought that shit. I bought it the day it was like available. I was like, are you kidding me? I would buy this thing like 10 times over if I needed to. It's so good. It's just the most enjoyable movie I remember seeing in a very, very long time. Yeah, for sure. And and, full blast. And it was it was a huge success. So yeah. Streaming platforms have to be fighting over who gets to. That's probably it. To 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 get it. It should be Showtime, I believe, because I'm. I don't know if that's just for horror, but I know that they're getting like a twenty four movies. But then, like Uncut Gems is on Netflix, so I don't know. Well, they also have Swiss Army Man, but who knows? I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone would should be fighting to to get be the first one to get that movie. I mean, yeah, it's one of those movies that's like kind of like the old fashioned way that things would like do well at the box office that I love is like, I mean, granted, it's still, it's like all happening online. But like, you know, Scream was like that where it opened and like it wasn't that much. And then word of mouth got around and then mm-hmm. it became like this huge success. And they had a sequel out within less than a year because it like got so much fucking money. Mm-hmm. And it was similar to this where like it just and it ke- keeps going like it cascades and like that's why this movie was in theaters for longer than any other movie, like even like fucking uh, Marvel shit. Mm-hmm. That stuff. That's the only thing that really like stays. Any big action movies or, I guess horror movies. Sometimes they can stay a little bit longer, but even still, I think you know the the Marvel shit is the one that has the most stay at the box office. So it's really cool to see something like this. Ghost. It's like the little guy that could. <laughs> it, well, I mean, and let's. Let's just draw this at the cutoff point. Yeah, so I'm just stop I'm going to hold myself. Uh, back. I think we can all agree. Best multiverse movie ever. Like, Without doubt. Move over Doctor Strange. You were a good time. But like, I don't want to talk about you anymore. I, this is the best one. Yeah, I don't want to go there. <laughs> all right. So now l- let's take a quick break and get into Zoolander. Woo <laughs> All right, so before we talk about this movie, let me quickly recap why we even did this. Yeah, and like what the movie's about, in case for some reason you've never fucking seen this movie. In which case, shame on you if you've yeah. never seen this Get movie. Get out of here. This is a classic. <laughs> this was such a good rewatch. I was I'm so glad we watched this. Me too. Um, but no, what kind of inspired this rewatch is... um. If you haven't heard, Kanye West, he's uh he's doing some Kanye West shit. 
it's getting weird with it. As you know, always. Like he, like he normally does. Mr. Jesus. And um, if you didn't know, Kanye West is really big into fashion. Uh, but he did a clothing line with The Gap, which also just sounds super weird. But his most recent line that they put out, the way that they displayed it in stores was literally just giant garbage looking bags and customers they had to go up and they had to literally dig through the bag to find their sizes and what fits and this was kanye's vision and there i saw a meme on instagram that just said we thought it was funny before now it's a reality and it showed the pictures and then it showed will ferrell as Bugatu derelict and yep. we're like, we we have to do this. This is yeah. this is incredible. We have we have to talk about this. Thank you for explaining that because I that was the meme that you sent me was hilarious, but I didn't know the full thing. So the gap, huh? Wow, that's uh, unexpected. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's the weirder part of that story that All Kanye West displayed <laughs> clothes in ba- in giant garbage bags, or that the Gap is the company that did it. <laughs> I mean, I guess the gap just seems like perfect and like whatever. I don't know. It just seems like perfect because it's like the exact opposite of what you'd imagine. And I'm sure that's fucking part of it. I mean, or maybe they're the only ones who would say yes, which I mean, who knows? I haven't been to a gap in fucking years and I'm definitely not going if it's going to spike my anxiety like it sounds like it would. And again, it's like he's not probably doing it on purpose. Like, it's not like he's like, oh, I like I'm doing this because I love Zoolander. (laughs) Like he's doing this because he's like, oh, this is really cutting edge or some shit or there's something to say. Yeah, he's doing it on purpose, but not for Zoolander. Yeah, so it's not for comedy, which is really what's unfortunate, I think. Well, like Kanye's response to almost anything nowadays is I'm an artist. I'm a god. Mm -hmm. That's just that's just how he responds. Yeah, me too. That's what I say to people, too, when they come to me. I like the Kardashian show, and I'm pretty sure that he said that's the reason that he divorced Kim. I mean, it seems crazy to us, but I don't know. Apparently it's been selling out like crazy. So maybe the dude knows something or he's just crazy. It's just crazy enough. It might work. People just love the spectacle and crazy shit. And that's, they just want to watch it. Just Nope is getting more true. The message behind the movie Nope is becoming more and more true every day. I think. Ah. Yeah. Shout out Jordan Peele. Now let's now we can actually talk about Zoolander. Um, so quick plot summary for this. Uh, at the end of his career, a clueless fashion model is brainwashed to kill the prime minister of Malaysia. All right. Off to a good start. Is that the uh, IMDb one? That That is the official IMDb one. That sounded familiar. The, the Jace one. <laughs> <laughs> the Jace one is a movie where the fashion industry is in on the joke, but I'm not sure if they know they were the joke. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I love it. So this movie came out in 2001 and uh, September 2001. The budget for this movie was really good tw- timing. Yeah. 28 million. Unfortunate. Sorry, I meant unfortunate. <laughs> Just mute me over here. There we go. 28 million and then did 60 million worldwide. So it, uh, in some ways it did underperform, but crazy thing, this movie opened like two weeks after 9-11. And I fully believe that that's the reason why this movie was not 
a just giant money maker at, yeah. at theaters. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be. Everyone I know has seen this movie. Mm-hmm. I just who knows if they saw it in theaters. But uh I don't know. I'm pretty sure I did because like back then it was like like six months to something before it would be on DVD usually, right? Or like even longer. Maybe. Oh, like you don't remember? I, I don't. You're not that old, Jace. I didn't track that stuff. <laughs> oh, I'm just you're right. I'm I know I'm just a freak. Well, I just know <laughs> this movie, like I've seen it probably. 15 to 20 times like in high school this was watched by me and my friends all the time yeah i don't think i've seen it since then or at least like maybe at least five to ten years it's been a while you need to get better friends i know (laughs) well we i used to watch it in high school too it was like that i watched it a lot back then but I don't think I'd seen it in a while, at least. And I just it's like, I don't know why, because it's just fucking amazing. Hilarious all the way through. It's just one long, funny fucking joke. Yeah, I probably hadn't seen it in yeah close to 10 years, probably. Makes me want to watch uh, Tropic Thunder because he does the blackface thing here, too. Ben Stiller does that twice in two movies and pulls it off both times. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, I don't know if he really does the black face. The, and, that's the implication yeah. in this movie, though. They yeah. they wipe off their faces later and it's like, oh, they were in blackface. Yeah, like yeah. there's no, you know, getting around that. Yeah. But I'm just saying he does it. And then he goes, oh, OK, that one passed. Let's do it like <laughs> 10 times harder in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yeah, totally. That was the first thing I noticed when they did that. I just had to bring that up up front. I know I'm jumping ahead. So the, the way that I thought would be a good way, uh, a good structure for us to talk about this movie is really this movie is just like back to back to back amazing scenes. And at the end of this, I think we need to decide which one's our favorite scene. I mean, they're all amazing, but I think that's the way it's going to be good. So the, the place for us to start is the opening, just the intro with the interview of Derek Zoolander. Derek, I just have a few more questions if that's okay. Cool. So when did you know you wanted to be a model? Hmm, I guess it would have to be the first time I went through the second grade. I caught my reflection in a spoon while I was eating my cereal, and I remember thinking, wow, you're ridiculously good-looking. Maybe you could do that for a career. Do what? Be professionally good-looking. But the thing that stuck out to me that I did not remember at all is all of the cameos in the opening scene. Like, it's wild. You have... Donald and Melania Trump, like the really first hasn't aged people. well. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, this is Melania Trump's uh, debut on screen. Oh. Yeah. It's wow. What else has she been in? Well, the funny thing on IMDb, this is the only movie that she's credited in as an actor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Went really well the first time. She's like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. Um, but then also, there's a ton of like big fashion people. In in it, like we see Tommy Hilfiger, um, Tom Ford, Fabio, uh, Donatella Versace, and I didn't know who any of these people were. So thank God I watched this with Sarah because she pointed them all. I'm like, who are these people? That was about to be my next question was, wow, Jace, did you know all these people by name? Or like, did you look this up afterwards? Or was Sarah helping you was my most likely guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, but good. then that, that's good. But then there's a ton of just actors like Natalie Portman when she's 21 yeah, or super something. Super young. Like, like prequels Star Wars Natalie Portman. 
Not to be creepy, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, that prequels, that Star Wars prequels, Natalie Portman. Oh yeah, but she is just so cute and like young in this movie. Yeah, sorry, I'm not a pervert. Everybody, <laughs> she's older than I am, so yeah. it's okay. But yeah, then Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, Victoria Beckham, Baby Spice. Uh, baby spice, baby spice. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Tosh and baby talking together. Uh, Letty Kravitz, Winona Ryder, Paris Hilton, Billy Zane. Billy Zane is my favorite cameo in any movie now. <laughs> he's so good, he does a lot of them, and he's the best. Funny thing is, I I know who Billy Zane is, I know his face. If anyone says that, I know who he is, I could not tell you any character that he has played other than Titanic. That is literally yeah. the only, but like, I know who Billy Zane is. It's weird. Yeah, he does like little cameos and other things. And I would say like the thing that I see him in the most is in a comedic sense where he plays himself yeah. in a unit like the movie's universe. And he always just has these hilarious cameos. I know he did a lot of movies back in the day, like in the 90s. But yeah, he was also on Twin Peaks, I think, too, oh. back in the day briefly. But I always think of the office when Dwight's like, he's like, uh. A real man makes his own luck. Billy Zane, Titanic, like quotes him. It's like, of course. <laughs> Billy Zane, Titanic. <laughs> so good. Winona Ryder, too, right? Yeah, I, I said her. Yep. Yeah, that was right before she like apparently had her shoplifting thing. <laughs> which is nuts. Yeah, and then there's just there's more people just sprinkled throughout this movie. It's just there's so many cameos. It's yeah. so crazy. But David Duchovny. Yeah. And and then uh, yeah, Ben Stiller, I mean, he just starts it off with a bang with the interview. It's like, what's your iconic look? Blue steel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know how the blue steel, like, I thought it was really funny on the trivia. It said that uh, the like blue steel look like came from his wife and who plays the reporter in the movie, Christine Taylor. She would like make fun of him for the way he would do his face when he was like doing his hair in the mirror when he was getting ready. <laughs> and that's where like the blue steel thing came from. And I was like, that's so great because I feel like guys do do that. They make a certain face when they do their like hair. Or I whatever. wouldn't know. Like you're not looking right at yourself. I'm also yeah, very oh, yeah. bald. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> see, I don't even see hair. When, I, when I'm rubbing my <laughs> like, head, I get that look. <laughs> yeah but it's like or like whenever they're doing anything you know it's just like i just feel like there's always a getting ready phase <laughs> anyways blue steel also just gives me like the look of like i feel like it's like oh i just got a dick in the ass like that's kind of the <laughs> fucking look for me is like oh shit like it's like a ooh like but i don't know he, it, sometimes it looks like he's shocked and maybe that's one of the like variations like <laughs> you know <laughs> they're they're all the same look but I think his like opening line is just like sets the tone for the whole movie. You know, like I was in middle school and I went into the bathroom and I saw myself in the mirror and I'm like, wow, you're really ridiculously good looking. Maybe you could make exactly. a career of that. Of, of what? Being really ridiculously good looking. <laughs> the way he does it, you do a great impression. He, uh, the way he does it is just so perfect. And yeah, it's like that line is like just probably maybe the most famous line from the movie, I would say, like besides maybe one or two others we can talk about. But um, I also think like Owen Wilson's intro line is pretty great. And like his little like first interview. I wasn't like every other kid, you know, who dreams about being an astronaut. I was always more interested in uh, what bark was made out of on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
shit like that. And I was just like, that's fucking amazing. Like what bark was made out of on a tree. It's like so good. It's just fucking hilarious. Owen Wilson is incredible in this movie. Yeah, and he also is just such a type of person that you know exactly like what he's like at, right away. He's so so full of shit, but he just says all this crazy shit to sound like he's so like oh otherworldly and cool, you know, like so like fucking just basically like huge stoner he, kind of vibe. My my favorite line that he says in that whole like interview thing in the beginning is just like Richard Gere's a real hero of mine. Sting. Sting would be another person who's a hero. The music that he's created over the years, I don't really listen to it. But the fact that he's making it, I respect that. I had that down too. But like the fact that he's making it, I respect that. It's like just such a thing that somebody who's just totally full of shit would say. And like, it's like, I just, it sounds like I know that type of douchebag. Like I can picture him perfectly. Mm -hmm. But also he just looks great. And he's like, he's just, it's so good. Their dynamic throughout the whole movie. But I love that little intro scene leading up to like, Ben Stiller just or Zoolander just accepting the award when you when it's clearly not him. <laughs> Owen Wilson reminds me of someone that would say that they are a citizen of planet Earth. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like mm-hmm. Russell Brand in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, except Russell Brand is just totally. like not likable at all. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but- Owen Wilson has that thing where he can just totally be like a total dick, but like you still kind of like him. You know what I mean? And, and it's like. That's how I feel in the movie for a while. And then you're like, oh, now, like, when they're cool, I love yeah. everything about it. Well, and the fact that he's wearing, like, the, the Victoria's Secret angel wings during the whole interview. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. But it's just, it's funny, too. I realized when I was watching this movie, I'm like, they've done so many movies together. But it's funny because they usually always have it where, like, their characters really don't like each other at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then, like, halfway through, they realize, like, oh, like, we're best friends. And then they're, like, cool for the rest of the movie, and they make, like, a great fucking team. I've noticed that that's usually, like, they they make up somewhere throughout the movie, and then they're, like, homies, well, you know? What are some of the other movies that they've been in? I feel like it's a thousand, but I know it's not that many. That's what I thought, too. And I think a lot of these are, like, there's, like, sequels and stuff. But I just narrowed it down to, like, the ones I think are the most either popular or the ones that people like the most. So, like, besides Zoolander... Starsky and Hutch is like the other one where they're like the main stars. And that's like, I would say like my second favorite after Zoolander. Cause I do think Zoolander is the best. And they bring Will Ferrell back into the mix. Exactly. It's just perfection. And he's like just a cameo on that. But that scene with him with the fucking looking at Owen Wilson with his shirt off and all that nasty shit. Oh, this guy. So good. Yeah. He's so weird and so good. Hear me out. Two dragons. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to pitch something. <laughs> but yeah, two dragons. And then like you just see it like on the security yeah. cam footage. Um, and then meet the parents. Oh. That's another one that came to mind because he's like more of like a cameo in that movie. Owen Wilson is. He plays, he pl- but, like, he plays the, the ex-boyfriend that that's still close with the parents. <laughs> yeah. And he like fucking is like the like guy who's like doing the whole ceremony. Yeah, so Jesus was a carpenter. <laughs> Yeah, and like he just hates him. He's like the perfect like ex-boyfriend. You're like, oh god. And then um, these two, I don't think I've seen in a long time, and I just don't really remember. So I just put them at the bottom. Was Night at the Museum and the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh yeah, I don't. 
I don't remember. I think that one I've seen a long time ago, but I just don't remember it. I'm sure it's wonderful. So it's probably way better than Night at the Museum, but I just couldn't remember that one. I know Sarah loves the Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, I know it's a really good. I remember it's a good movie. I just haven't seen it, you know, in a while. Well, also on the lines of acting pairs, this is also a unique movie in that Ben Stiller and his wife are acting together. Mm -hmm. So I looked up some, um, there's a lot of acting couples didn't want to go through all those, but I looked up some comedy acting couples and it's actually a shorter list than I thought. But um, M- Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone in Bridesmaids. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Probably my favorite now. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> uh, Nick Offerman and his wife, uh, Megan Mullally. Mullally. Mullally in Parks and Rec which is that's also incre- great. It's incredible. And then um, my favorite show, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Every time with you, dude, I swear to God, people are going to think we're like secretly doing like a satanic cult, which like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if, if cool. that's what the audience wants, but uh, I'll do it. But Always Sunny, Let's... they have Charlie Day and Mary Elizabeth uh, Ellis, mm-hmm. which in that show, they hate each other. And yep. then, those are always the best. And then Rob McElhenney and Caitlin Olson. Yeah, do you have any others? Yeah, Mark Duplass and uh, his wife, Oh, Katie Azelton. Oh, yeah, on The League. The League. Yeah, that's right. I, I always liked that, that they weren't even together on the show and they didn't like each other either. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny that, that that was just another one that I remembered. I'm sure there's plenty more. I feel like that's just got to be so much fun. Like, if you're in a happy, loving marriage, like, what mm-hmm. if we just, like, pretended we hate each other? <laughs> I mean, I feel like you probably get out a lot of good stuff. <laughs> you know, there's also a really great Parks and Rec episode with uh, Amy Poehler and Will Arnett mm-hmm. from back in the day when they were together. And then that that's like so funny because he's just so weird. And then they were also in that Will Ferrell movie uh, with uh, the ice skating one. What's it called? Oh, Blades of, of Glory. Blades of Glory. Yeah. yeah. They were like played siblings in that one who like were in love with each other, like Cersei and fucking jamie lannister or some shit but they did it first uh one thing that i that i noticed um that i thought was really funny um was after he loses he thinks he he's gonna win he goes up and does the whole speech he then goes home and they had the congratulations banner they didn't take the banner down they just corrected it yeah, that's like, what's these great. people are so dumb. Like you just take the banner down four. No, you're gonna go back to three. <laughs> yeah, it's just so cute. Well, it's because they're so meet. They all his like roommates. It's just a really great whole part because oh. they're they're so adorable and they they are so like nice. You know, they're well meaning, but uh, they're fucking idiots. All right. Well, since you mentioned the roommates, that actually kind of leads us on to the second scene. That I want to talk about, which is the orange mocha frappuccino. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Come on. One of the one of the most insane <laughs> sequences ever. Um, so good. But on this rewatch, I think the most insane thing to me was seeing Alexander Skarsgård the polar opposite of the Northman, you know, like in the North, yeah. in most things I can think of him, he's jacked. He's huge. Did you watch the Northman? Finally? Not yet. I'm gonna, but like, you know, if you, if you don't know what we're talking about, listener, just Google 
the Northman, the guy with his shirt off covered in mud. That's that's Alexander Skarsgård. That's the same the people guy. Better know who he is. If you don't know who he is, come on. That guy is so hot. He's 150 pounds at best in this movie. Yeah, he's very young. Me and Sarah were just like, is that Alex Skarsgård? And then it turns out it's his first movie. First American movie, yeah. Like he was, I think he was doing stuff over in Sweden because, like, I mean, look, look at him. And he's also his dad's an actor. So, Daddy Skarsgård. Yeah, Daddy Skarsgård's got all those great kids that are just so good at acting. Um, I love them all more and more. I, I'm always happy to discover another one, but Alexander is like, he's the oldest, right? And he, obviously, I think, and he's just in this movie, so adorable. He's, a baby. he's so cute. He's, he's so, just yeah, a he's a so young guy. I mean, he's still like fucking like six, three or some shit, but he's still like, he's so like just young and like his accent is like super exaggerated and amazing. It's like, excuse me, but have you ever heard of styling gel? <laughs> well, you know more about. Skarsgård than I do. Yeah, I do. I I, lo- I have a unhealthy obsession with him. I actually, <laughs> I had a weird dream about him the other night. Oh jeez. <laughs> and it was like this. It was the. I literally think it was the craziest dream of my life because I remembered it all the whole day. But the main part was that I think Nolan was mad at me, and so I was going to win him back by getting on a horse and bringing it somewhere. I don't remember why, <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> I was like at my house and we were having a party and I was like figuring this out and I walk into the kitchen and Alexander Skarsgård was sitting there and I was all like, you know, distracted, whatever. Then I realized it's him. And then I was telling him how much I loved him in the Northman. And he said, would you like me to speak to you in Swedish and choke you at the same time? And I was like, yeah, I think I would actually. That would be lovely. Wouldn't I was like, you know what? Thanks for asking. I was actually Such pretty a into gentleman. it. I know. I was like, wow. And I don't know why that combination came out of his mouth or what my brain was up to, but it was like like a really nice part of the dream, actually. <laughs> but anyways, you gotta see him in the Northman. I think you'll understand. Like you wanna he's now like daddy Skarsgard to me. He's a different <laughs> kind of daddy. Yeah, I wanna I mean we need to do like a you know side by side of him back then in this one but he's been in so many good movies real quick on the dream um <laughs> sorry i was trying to br- like brush right past that oh no no we're, we're not we're not <laughs> i'm not letting you out of that uh was was this northman scars guard or was this zoolander scars guard because very different dreams yeah no yeah 100 percent. i mean i think i would say yes both times <laughs> But I'm going to say no, like it, I would enjoy this, the Northman more. And that was what it was, because I hadn't seen I hadn't rewatched Zoolander yet. Maybe it was because I knew he was I knew that this was his first movie before, because I just rem- remember that fucking trivia that I read it like 10 years ago. So I was just excited to, to see him, I think. And that was that's my ultimate scars card right there. It's like a tie maybe between the Northman, Alexander and Pennywise with Bill. Oh, Jeez, that... not in a creepy way. I'm not one of those people who's like obsessed with want to fuck Pennywise all the time. But I'm just saying, like, I think he's still, I'd still, I'd still hit it. Yeah. So on a different note, uh, the, the roommates. <laughs> hey, you wanted to come back here, dude. <laughs> I'm just, I'm making it more awkward so that we can move on. <laughs> uh, so the roommates, um, they are short lived, literally. But man, is are they just hilarious? The fact that they sleep in bunk beds and. <laughs> 
It's so adorable. <laughs> Everything about it. It's just so like upbeat, the wake me up before you go, go. And they're like orange mocha frappuccinos. And they're like, they're like it's like they're shooting a fucking music video is basically what it is. You know, I think this movie is a huge part of why that song is is like so recognizable. Like nowadays, that, still? Movie, that song was a big hit, you know, when it came out. But like this movie, like gave it a whole second life of just being yeah. the orange I mocha frappuccino song. I mean, it's basically like what happened with uh, Kate Bush and running up that a hill. A little bit. <laughs> Bringing it back to Stranger Things like I'm always trying to. I just have to figure out a path in my brain. And I'll get there. And the I mean, the the gasoline fight is so good that's the one thing i remembered from this movie like most of all i think 20 years later it's still just hysterical like how it escalates from throwing the water on each other to them just pulling the gas and just, just playing it it's so good it's like slow-mo like with the it's just like a real music video like that and then then the guy's just like yeah white number six it's like so good and like it's like okay so these guys actually are even dumber than zoolander because he's the one who realizes oh no like don't do that so at least we know this guy's pretty dumb but he's not that dumb <laughs> good baseline and then it cuts to the funeral we all can die in a freak gasoline fight accident yeah i just thought i think the best part of it is when owen wilson comes in and has like a dj like do the music and like announce his entrance like, like what funeral like a, has so a good. dj <laughs> it's honestly pretty perfect because it just feels like yeah male models and this whole modeling thing is just so good yeah it's just i mean it's just a total gold mine for comedy totally and it just he's in his speech he's about to retire and then here i'm going to do my my best like impression Hansel. <laughs> And then you just hear the, the beat drop and they come in, and then Will Ferrell just coming in hot. Hansel, so hot right now. Hansel. I love that. <laughs> yeah, Hansel. That Hansel. And then even at the end when he's like against him, he's like, that Hansel is so hot right now. Like the whole time. That's like a great, that's like the, I think maybe that line might be the one that always I remember for Will Ferrell. Because it's so good. It's like a, it was like a really popular phrase too when this movie came out, which is just, I mean, there's just so much good. I mean, literally it's like, you're almost going like scene by scene through the movie because every fucking scene is so goddamn funny. Yeah. Like there's little scenes. Incredible. There's little scenes like in between these where like, not a, like some things kind of happen, but like you can get up and go to the bathroom and come back and you're there for exactly. the next great scene. And so let's just, let's get into Will Ferrell. So the next scene is Thank you. the Magatu Zoolander meeting. And my my favorite line is the the opening bit brings in the latte and then he just throws the coffee on his assistant and he's like, "You know I get farty and bloated with a foamy latte." <laughs> it's so good. So, All of his little freakouts are just like top notch. They're just perfect. Also the fact like that whole scene Will Ferrell is just like moving his face in the weirdest ways. Like when Zoolander's talking to him, he's just looking at him with the biggest eyes and he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I couldn't have you, but now I gotta have you. 
and so let's talk. <laughs> yeah, the the one maybe b- besides like Ron Burgundy, where like Will Ferrell kind of disappears, then he just becomes the character like so much because it's just so like it's so intense of like this is a very specific choice yeah, like- and this is like a very specific guy and like that and Ron Burgundy are like the most the most in character. I feel like because it's like the other ones are they kind of look like him normally, yeah. but they're just variations. Whereas like. Mugatu and Ron Burgundy have like a very specific look. And I and I want to talk about that, but I have to tell a quick story about Mugatu. I would love to hear that. So um, years ago, when I was working at a tech startup, I was managing a sales team and our team sold to the beauty industry. Like that, that was our team. We were the beauty squad. And so one Halloween, we had a costume contest across all the different sales teams. And so we came to work dressed up in Zoolander. And so everyone on my team. Like all like Zoolander, the act, like the character or like the Zoolander movie theme. They were all dressed up in Derelict theme. So they all came with like crazy David Bowie makeup, but just like wearing trash bags in newspaper. And I came as Magatu and I have naturally i have that outfit from the scene where it says mugatu over his chest i have a big old blonde wig giant sunglasses and i rode the bus to work that day (laughs) in this outfit and i had a little stuffed animal poodle that i carried around with me and people just stared at me on the bus and it's nice yeah i never felt more supported in my life (laughs) everyone got it cool though Everyone gets it. It's great when you have a costume that everyone recognizes. Because if you don't, it's like super weird. And they're like, what the fuck are you? But I also feel like you are really good at dressing up. And you've done that ever since I've known you. Because, you know, behind the scenes, little trivia that back in high school, you would like, like one of our things was we would go to midnight showings Mm -hmm. and dress up. And for the Spider-Man 3... And for Fantastic Four. Yeah, I had my body painted black for Spider-Man 3 as Venom. Head to toe. Yeah. And um, Just biker shorts on. Yep. And then uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Four, I was Four. Silver Surfer, also yep. just in my underwear. And he just shows up like that with the full body look. Like, he, everything was shaved, so I was like, perfect fucking, like, you literally look just like him. And Ian did an incredible job for, like, the black Spider-Man mm-hmm. suit that he did. But, yeah, you, like, went to the theater with, like, flip-flops and a trench coat and, like, the paint on. Yeah, it was the it was the most poorly conceived disguise, like... Oh, yeah, this yeah. is my outfit for the show. I'm definitely not going to take all this off once I get no in pants. the theater. Like, yeah, like the the most sus, like, fucking outfit, too. It's like trench coat and no pants. <laughs> and, like, then you're just, like, covered in body paint. I was like, I don't know how they let you in there. And then the minute that we would get in the theater, you would whip off just your trench it. coat and shoes and just run through the aisles. And people fucking ate it up. They loved they it. Loved it. It was a good time. But it was just like I was like I'm. I'm really picturing like I love your. I've always appreciated your commitment to dressing up because not a lot of people do that anymore. You know, I feel like I've always been the only one at work uh, dressing up, and I like the commitment of riding the bus because you got to. Yeah. It's fun. Well, and you know, we'll just kind of tease this, but maybe we'll tell the story if we ever do a relevant movie. But um, my most iconic one, I think, has to be when I dressed up as Megan Fox for. Transformers. 
that that one yeah that, that got was some good. looks let me tell you <laughs> especially because that was like what i was saying is like more of a generic costume that like it's not like she's got a superhero outfit like you just dressed up as a woman basically <laughs> and then jordan like half committed so he just like wore like a tube top and like but no wig like <laughs> just no wig and nothing no makeup yeah just full body hair and everything like shorts and then that was it uh, <laughs> and then uh. at least like tim and them were like covered in cardboard yeah they were for, like, transformers. transformers but then they took those off and they're just wearing their fucking basketball shorts so we just did not make sense at all can't, nobody can't knew. sit in the booth in the in those boxes <laughs> but anyway yeah anyway yeah uh Oh, you also did the mask, which was great. And we do have video proof of that that we'll have to share at some point. We should do a mask up or just maybe a Jim Carrey episode. There, I'm down for that. We'll post some pictures uh, on the Instagram. So follow us there. Only of the, of the Magatu. We're not posting all the pictures, but the Magatu one will post. Okay, so... One of the things that surprised me the most is like Will Ferrell has been such a part of my life, you know, in growing up, I've just always imagined him being Will Ferrell. And it was weird looking at his IMDb. And this is like the second Will Ferrell feature, like movie where he's featured, like he has this whole history of SNL, but like this was like mm -hmm. his first movie outside of SNL that was essentially the start of Will Ferrell. He had Night at the Roxbury, and then he did this. And then mm -hmm. after this, like, the doors just opened. He does Old School, and then he does Elf, and then Elf is when just the world changes. And we, we yeah. know Will Ferrell for who he is now. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's just quick succession of just some of the greatest fucking Will Ferrell movies. <laughs> There's there, there's just so many Will Ferrell Will Ferrell characters. He's just he's everywhere. I don't know what 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 are some of your favorite like characters that he's ever done? Well, there's like so many good ones is the hard part. Like that there's, but I think I've narrowed it down to like the top at least. And tell me if you agree. Um, besides Mugatu and Zoolander, but I've uh, Ron Burgundy mm -hmm. and Anchorman. Um, and then I have Alan Gamble slash Gator in Alan the Gamble. the other guys. Yeah, that's like one of my favorites. Frank the Tank from Old School. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brennan Huff from Step Brothers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ricky Bobby, Talladega mm -hmm. Nights. Buddy the Elf from Elf. And then Steve Butabi from Night at the Roxbury, which... I mean, those are just fucking all timer roles right there. And he's done them all like it's insane. And that's not even including some of his great cameos like Big Earl and Starsky and Hutch. Like, <laughs> exactly. There's too many cameos. I can't even think of them because there's just so many. But yeah, I mean, if you had to pick a favorite out of there, like what's your favorite? Is it the Zoolander? Not the Zoolander, but you know what I mean? I, Mugatu. <laughs> I, I think. Oh, also um, one that that we that you missed was oh, Chaz in Wedding Crashers. That's a you I thought you said that was a cameo. I guess yeah, that's yeah. That's what you said. I also put it down earlier, but then I go, oh Jay said that was a cameo because <laughs> you were very specific about the cameo rules to me yesterday. Uh, you're right, you're right. And I think it was because I just tried to break apart your category like I always do because I have my brain works in mysterious ways. Ma Milo <laughs> 
I mean, it's almost, I mean, it's good enough that you're like, yeah, he's yeah. a fucking he's yeah. the third lead. Yeah. <laughs> Not Rachel McAdams, it's him. Uh, I think, I think, it's hard. I think my favorite has to be Anchorman, just because the movie's just incredible. Um, I don't think I've seen that one either in a while, so that'd be a fun rewatch. Then I would probably say it's got to be Magatu or Alan. Alan Gamble, Gator. <laughs> him and him and Mark Wahlberg too. Like, I mean, he has a lot of people that he like plays off of really well. Gator's bitches better be wearing jimmies. <laughs> but like, yeah, him in that movie, and not only him playing off Mark Wahlberg, but also um, Eva Mendes and his relationship. It's just so good. The old ball and chain. It's like that movie does not need to be great, and it is fucking great. That's so a, that's another good one we should do with like a. <laughs> Another one, but also then Frank the Tank is just iconic when he's like, "We're going streaking, yes! we're going streaking." And they're like, "You're the only one." He's like, "No, they're at the gymnasium. <laughs> they're coming. There's more, but I love it." And then he like gets in the car, wasted and naked. You're my boy. Exactly. But then you think about like, like, like for each one of these, they're iconic. Like Brennan from Step Brothers. I can't get over how much I love him in that. And Ricky Bobby, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, Buddy the Elf, though, is like the one of the like my favorites just because it's so pure of heart. I think Buddy the Elf is the moment that everything changed. Yeah, because he's not just like, I mean, these are all just very like very Will Ferrell kind of characters. I mean, granted, like, you know, Buddy the Elf is another one maybe that he kind of disappears into character like mm -hmm. Ron Burgundy and Mugatu. Like you don't even see him for a while because you're like, oh, yeah, he's just the elf. He's so cute. Uh, so Mugatu steals the show in, in every scene that he's in, but Ben Stiller in this scene is also just incredible. Like the, as always the, the Derek Zoolander center for children who can't read good and want to learn to do other stuff. Good too. <laughs> it's just perfect. Like the way that, I mean, everything about it, I can't even do it better than him, but yeah, the line that, I always remember from this movie, I think that just still makes me laugh is just, what is this? A center for ants. What? How can we be expected to teach children to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? What is this? A center for ants? <laughs> it's just so good. It has to be at least three times this size. <laughs> Like, yeah, like three times as big. It's like, yeah, okay. And they're like, yeah, uh-huh, totally, it does. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's my favorite part is just Will Ferrell looking at the other guy. He's absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. I mean, all of it, the like how dumb he is everywhere. It's just, there's all these little things too. And then there's also like Owen Wilson is dumb, but like in a different way kind of a dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when he he always gets me when he's like in the computer. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, of course, it's so simple. <laughs> like it is, though. But he's so good. And like that dumb, like he's got that stoner high think stoner humor. That persona gets me. They all have their own like distinct style of stupid. <laughs> like it's great, though. Like it's all these variations that are just perfect. Wait, so is that you? Did you pick your favorite? That was, uh, yeah, you were going with. Okay, I guess I'm gonna. I didn't get to. I didn't pick mine, but I'm gonna go with. I guess I. I feel like I gotta go with Brennan from Step Brothers, but I know it's like kind of a co-lead movie. So if I'm going just like straight up him, 
then I'm gonna go uh, Ron Burgundy yeah. too. I feel like that's more of like his movie. Like, there's three other guys, but and they're all amazing. Like Paul Rudd and fucking Steve Carell. I mean, really, it could be any of them. It's really dealing. That's choice. what I'm saying. He just is perfect. Like, and like he is the whole movie. It's great. I also love the very beginning of the movie when they're talking about the Malaysia stuff, and <laughs> Will Ferrell's just like. I, I sent them some pet oxen. They love that crap in Malaysia. <laughs> He's oh so fucking God. funny in this movie. Everything. I mean, all of them. And I just, it's so good. It's all just perfect. I can't even, I have no notes for this movie at all. It's just excellent. And it's like, yeah, there's just no downtime. It's just so fucking funny. Every little thing, the like three way that they have later is so great. When she's like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> talking about like I used to be the fat kid. He's like, "Ew, <laughs> you." It's like, just so good. Yeah, just once him and Owen Wilson. Like I love their, you know, the the underwear. The I always think of the underwear, but the walk off. Let's all right. Let's get to that. That's my next. Yeah. that's my next scene. Is the yeah. Walk-off. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so that's great. I, I might be giving it away. This this entire scene, I laugh the entirety of it. It's yeah. just so funny. There's so many hilarious lines. Like in the fact that like it just starts with them having this stare down and like you see Paris Hilton here just like what? <laughs> and then like they 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 confront each other and then Billy Zane tries to step in, put a cork in it, Zane. <laughs> I love that so much. It's so good. That's what I'm saying. Whenever Billy Zane, I think I feel like on the boys, they also like make reference to him. And he's like, isn't he like one of those guys at like one of those old conventions or some shit? And he plays like himself, but I don't know if he had superpowers. <laughs> but I swear he plays like Billy Zane. And it's just so funny. I just think he's like a great like persona. I have only seen him in really in Titanic, yeah. but yeah. I know his persona because people reference it a lot. It's fucking hilarious. And that got me that line. <laughs> well, then they kick it off with. So I guess, uh, I guess you can dare a lick my balls, Capitan. I can dare a lick my own balls. Thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're a little like every time that they have to like, they start talking shit to each other. You just know it's going to be good. And then, yeah, the walk off. I love that. It, it's also like later when they're like, oh, they're like beatbox, like fighting or whatever. <laughs> or breakdance like, fighting. <laughs> or breakdance fighting. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like, it's just so good. It's like the models, like they do just like the stupid fucking version of shit. <laughs> I do. And, and then also um, the best cameo of David Bowie. You know, rest in peace. Like it, it, it was so good to see him again. He's just he's so funny in this. And the funniest part of this whole scene is just the sheer intensity of it. Like it's so serious and like beat it is the perfect song to it. And they're just like dancing, walking. And it it reminds me a lot of um, it's like I grew up watching all the Rocky movies. And so like when they're off the walk, they're like in their corner and they have their trainer that's like, you're doing it. And then Owen Wilson is like, I can't see anything, man. You got to cut me. <laughs> it's like, that's a straight rip from Rocky. And then they cut his eyelash. He's like, ha! <laughs> I know. I love that whole scene with the, like, like their version of like boxing, whatever. Yeah. And then when he like pulls off his underwear, it's like, okay. But actually back on David Bowie, I forgot to mention that when we were watching it last night again, I was like, 
hey, Nolan, who is that? Do you know who that is? And he goes, uh, and then it fucking says David Bowie on the screen. And he goes, David Bowie. And I'm like, <laughs> you wouldn't have known that if it did not just fucking say it. He goes, yeah, no, I wouldn't have. Shame like, on you, Nolan. And then he goes, wait, wait, wait. Was he that guy from that movie? And I'm like, oh, God. And he's like, the labyrinth. And I'm like, yes, but like, don't do that. He's been <laughs> doing that a lot. And it's like very upsetting. Like the the famous one is, is that Kathy Bates from The Office? It's like, no. I, I mean, he's not, he's only two years younger than me, but he really, he knows how to upset me and make <laughs> me feel like I'm a hundred years older, <laughs> including this one. I was just like, come on, David fucking Bowie, really? Okay. The guy, I mean, I, I love Labyrinth as much as the next person, but he's not from the Labyrinth. <laughs> Sorry, enough rant over. I just thought that was oh. good. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the part where, where Owen Wilson, he's like, gotta go manga. <laughs> and he he gets the crazy eyes just like his face that entire time he just walks down and then puts his hand in his pants and just it's the face like that whole scene is so funny to me because it's just comedic it's this physical comedy it's so funny that's and, always really good too and it, like ben stiller then does it just perfectly and like his is like towards like the end and everyone's reactions too it's like it's the most exciting thing ever yeah. it's just so good and when they're like showing up of or close-ups of like Owen Wilson's face. I'm just like, I love Owen Wilson and his like his nose is like so fucked, but like he's just pulls it off, right? I mean, I would hate to see what he looked like with a normal nose. I don't think it would be the same. <laughs> I think that's like part of what makes him super like I mean, it works for the character, but it also just works for him. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. Like there's no other person out there who's like, yeah, my nose is broken. I guess I'll be an actor. <laughs> well, and then we can connect the uh, we can connect the the three way scene to this sequence because yes. that that part is just so funny. <laughs> it's talking and then leading up to it, yeah. And I really respected the the satire and like their commitment to satire during that whole really serious part when she's talking about being bulimic and like you're drawn into this really emotional thing. Like she does an actual good job doing yeah. it. Like you're like, oh, she's actually like selling the shit out of this. And then Ben Stiller just, <laughs> ew. <laughs> but he's like, no, that, that's what that's like when she says she's fat. But yeah, then he, then he's like, when she says that she's bulimic, they're like, so like you can read minds. Oh yeah, that's what they say. You can read minds, and then they're like, she's like, no, like I throw up after every meal, and then they're like, yeah, so what? She's like, so that's like a disease and they're like we all do that <laughs> like are you kidding i do that all the time it's a great way to keep off the weight you guys are so <laughs> fucked up <laughs> i know i just love it though they're like what what's the problem but then yeah like you can read mine just all the little like things that he gets wrong how many ever digitals do you see modeling oh thought you were gonna tell me what a bad you googleizer i am a what a you googleizer one who speaks at funerals. Or did you think I'd be too stupid to know what a Yugoogly was? Uh, Earth to Matilda. I was at a day spa. Day. D-A-I-Y-E. Okay? Yeah. Is what's great. And also the other little fun cameos, like, around this section, or, like, maybe, I think it's before this, when uh, he does the, um, he goes off to the mines with his dad, John Voight. <laughs> And like Vince Vaughn, I'm like, oh yeah, I fucking forgot Vince Vaughn was like one of the brothers. I don't think he speaks. No, right? he doesn't have one line. Which is funny because I'd like they tell you in those things. It's like 
you know, they pay like extras get paid a whole nother amount if you if they speak. Oh. So you have to have them like for background extras. <laughs> they're like silent, you know, yeah. I learned this like through the newest episode of the rehearsal, which he like is trying to simulate a child's birthday party, but he doesn't want to spend a lot of money on actors. Yeah. So he hires only birthday like or sorry, background actors. And so he's like having a party and him and his actor son can like you know talk but nobody else can respond to him so they're all just like and they're all he's like just talking and trying to speak and it's just a pure silent birthday party he's like it didn't have the intended effect i'm like that's fucking hilarious because yeah i always forget that like they do that and it's funny they probably just it's just like a fun little quick cameo i don't know if vince vaughn was was vince vaughn yet. vince vaughn yet i mean i'm sure he'd done swingers yeah, but I feel like this is probably. I mean, what it was his big break? Like, would you say like Sw- Wedding Crashers? No, Swingers was was his movie. I mean, like when he became like Vince Vaughn. Yeah, I'd say Wedding Crashers was his second wind. Ooh, that was nice. I like that yeah. phrasing. Okay, but yeah, I, I love I love John Voight and how they don't give him a single comedic line. There's like, you are a dramatic actor, and you are going to play this as a dramatic actor in this awful wig you're gonna play so good and then at the end i was like proud of him again and you're like (laughs) it's like why i love it too because like when they're at the bar and they get all upset because the mermaid ad comes on the tv (laughs) merman and then they get yeah they get all upset with him whatever and then i was just thinking like is this the most ridiculous look that he has in this whole movie? Because it's got to be, right? I mean, he's got the lipstick and he's like moving like a fish, right? And the <laughs> the tail. I mean, it's it's got to be the the craziest or most ridiculous one, right? Like, I, is there one that's worse? Well, Renee, what what are you talking about? I mean, not all worse. Of his looks are, all of his looks are the same. The man has only one look for Christ's sake. Blue steel, Ferrari, La Tigra. They're the same face. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. That's another sound bite I wrote down. <laughs> like, that line was perfection, but, but like not like yeah, his face. I got you. That was a good good joke. I got you. Uh, I got not you. at I... all what I said, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I, I think it's probably the merman. It's probably the craziest. The merman. But... <laughs> merman. There's there's one like little bit during like a montage of his work where he's like saddled up to a gimp and he's like getting fucked by that big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I also clocked that. That was also something I wanted to circle back to, but I forgot <laughs> that. OK, that one might be worse. Thank God that didn't come on the TV when he was with his dad. That would have been worse. <laughs> Might not have been able to forgive. Maybe you'll see that one in the sequel. I don't know. I know, actually, I meant to ask if you ever saw the sequel. No, I didn't. I don't think I did either. Weird, right? We're all like, we love this one so much. It's maybe we did. I just don't remember it. I think I think I just felt weird about it because it was during that whole like stint of twenty year later sequels. You mean like every year since we've been growing up? Well, like. <laughs> there was like a period where it was like all of them. There was Dumb and Dumber 2. Oh, there's Anchorman did... 2. I thought the sequel was... came out right away. When did it come out? Dumb and Dumber 2? No, 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 no. I'm talking about Zoolander. I thought the sequel would have come out like Zoolander right after. Zoolander came it. out in like 2019 or something. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, I never saw that. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Okay, wow. Yeah. Weird. Um, 
probably will go back and watch it. We should. Now that I've watched this. Um, so the last section. It's on Paramount Plus. Sorry, I just found that out. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it. We signed up for Paramount Plus just for this episode. If I hadn't just spent $20 to rent Nope for 48 hours, <laughs> I would be putting this on right away. But I'm going to get my money's worth because I don't think I could buy that for like another four days or something. So I'm just yeah. going to have to buy rent it a couple of times. I'll hopefully be able to go two days without it. But <laughs> man, that as soon as I'm ready, I'm watching the sequel. I forgot that it's one of those later ones. I think mm -hmm. I'll like it because it's also... Justin Thoreau helped write it, and they also wrote Tropic Thunder, and Ben Stiller directed. Huh. This has promise. I forgot all about it. As long as you go into it not expecting it to be the first one, they're good movies. Anchorman 2 was a fun movie. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber 2 was a fun movie. They're not the originals. That's just what you got to do nowadays, though, with like certain movies. Just gauge your expectations. Not everything has to be the best fucking thing you've ever seen. Amen. Not everything can all be right. everything everywhere all at once. That's the message. Only that movie can be that. And it really uh, is. All right. So the last scene is the derelict fashion show. Let me show you the future of fashion. Let me show you derelict. So good. I mean, the whole sequence of them sneaking into the office and the files are in the computer. <laughs> yeah. Again, the blackface like, back then was a bold choice, but they just, it's so good. Cause I think it works. Cause they're, they're not like, like it's obvious when they do their makeup, he's using a little compact and then they look like fucking, they're well, just not even the same. Exactly. They're other yeah, actors, different actors, but yeah. then they do wipe off their faces. So he's like implying it, which Yes. <laughs> Again, interesting choice. And I feel it's crazy that it works, but it does. It still it's works. Old move cotton. It hasn't aged like poorly, is you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. still funny. Same with Tropic Thunder when I went back and watched that. I was like, is that gonna be like yeah. kind of tough to watch now? And I'm like, actually, it's fucking great. It's perfect. Well, the so I mean the whole fashion show is just hilarious. Like yeah. the breakdance fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yes the it's and it's just the music that they have to change that's it <laughs> yeah it's the whole thing and yeah you have the whole reveal that he was the the guitar player or keyboard player for the band that wrote relax but they wrote it after they kicked him out of the band <laughs> so good oh gosh and that's another thing kind of like the walk off the walk off where it's just like a lot of physical comedy like they keep changing the song back and forth and Ben Stiller like goes from like screaming and doing karate to, yeah. <laughs> to back to normal walking. It's great. And then I feel like the, the whole time I was just thinking, you know, the Malaysian prime minister, which I got to say the way that they fuck up Malaysian throughout like, <laughs> like him and like Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson, they'd never say it right. Derek and Matilda are in hiding because some dudes brainwashed Derek off the prime minister of Micronesia. Malaysia. Right. Listen up, everyone. Ugatu's a dick. He tried to brainwash Derek to kill the claymation dude. He's sitting there the whole time smiling. And that's what I love is that, like, all of this, this is going on and Zoolander is, like, dancing and then switching back and forth between that and, like, fucking karate crazy shit. 
and it's like everyone's freaking out and he's just like sitting there going wow this is a good show <laughs> it's just like he's still sitting there and nobody's like around him like guarding him it's just pretty good it's it's hilarious and then the way that like the the dagger thing that Mugatu throws yeah is he stops it with Magnum and then it's like right after Will Ferrell had just gotten done like talking about how like all of his looks are the fucking same and then I love that when he does Magnum it's like He's like, oh my god, he's a genius! Like it's it's beautiful. <laughs> and it's like he gets it now, and everybody does. It's like the fucking perfect thing. And then yeah, it stops the like what is that like throwing star? Yeah, and like it just falls to M. the ground. I love it. Perfection. <laughs> well, and uh, thing I had no clue about until I looked up the trivia was that this movie is banned in Malaysia be because of the fictional <laughs> prime minister and i'm like what like the fictional yeah the prime minister being subject to assassination i was like really <laughs> yeah i mean like it's still banned i mean yeah i feel like they also just kind of like yeah they're like let's just be safe we're not gonna give anybody the idea especially because like i feel like you know it was a really big deal when they did that movie uh what's that one with James Franco and Seth Rogen, the interview. The interview. I love that movie yeah. so much. But yeah, it's like that one caused like such a big stir with like North Korea. Obviously, it's not as bad as that, but it's still like, I'm sure, it's not great. The guy's like, you know, I'd like to keep my my head. Yeah. <laughs> I, and the movie ends with um with Ben Stiller's dad, which like he's every, great. Every I think Ben Stiller's dad in this movie. Everything he says is hilarious. Jerry Stiller, he's what, amazing. Like when he's talking to Magatu on the phone and he's like trying to take a piss and he's like, We're running out of time, capiche? Yeah, I capiche. Now if I can only cut piss, my prostate's flaring up like a freaking tiki torch. Give me a little pee pee. Come on. A couple of drops. <sighs> That's what I'm talking about! He's fucking hilarious. Uh, like he's like every time I rewatch Seinfeld, I'm just always like dying whenever he everything he does. It's like R.I.P. Man. He was so wonderful, and I love how many of Ben Stiller's movies he's in. And sometimes, yeah. like a lot of the times, not even as his dad. It's like some other guy, <laughs> but it's like it or works. Like, or then, like at the end of the movie, you know, Owen Wilson throws the computer, and he's like, "Where did all the files go?" <laughs> <laughs> and then Ben Stiller's dad comes up, and he's like. I have them all on a zip drive. Yeah. I remember what he said. I was like, man, when's the last time anyone mentioned a zip drive? I did think that was pretty dated. I was like, <laughs> yeah. wow, I haven't heard anyone. I think I last heard that on like Sex in the City when I was rewatching that, which is like from like the early 90s, you know, that also was like a big deal back then. So it's just a weird. It's like, yeah. Oh, wow. I bet people nowadays have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, then, yeah, like he he's like gets on the phone with his wife and he's trying to get his wife to get the zip drive. He's like, we'll just take it out of the microwave, put it in some Tupperware and I'll eat it when I get home. Yeah, like but arguing. I need you to bring the zip drive. As it, he was like, I could have it here like 10 minutes. It's like, like <laughs> I thought he had it on like a helicopter. And it's like, oh, I got to get on the freeway from Jersey. It's like this. <laughs> so good. Just great. Everybody in this uh. movie is bringing their A game and. If you haven't seen it in a while, I recommend watching it. Maybe we'll do a part two on Zoolander 2. If we feel so impassioned. Maybe. Or maybe there's a whole part two, you know, 20 year sequel podcast where we talk about all those. Do you know but how long that podcast would be? I have so much to say about a lot of things already. Like, give me like, I mean, that's like a, every movie nowadays. 
That's true. But it'd be fun to talk about which ones we would like and which ones we hope they don't do. That would be better. Well, before we wrap, of all the scenes that we talked about. Yeah, we didn't even pick a favorite. The intro interview, Orange Mocha Frappuccino gasoline fight, Zoolander Magatu, Derelict, the walk-off, or the Derelict show. Which one's your favorite? God, that's just too hard. But I think I'm going to pick the walk-off. It's either that or the Orange Mocha Frappuccino. Still gets me every time. It's just so good. But I want I the Owen Wilson and like Ben Stiller energy is per- perfect in that walk off scene. Yeah, there's no there's no wrong answer in this list. I know they're, I could say they're all, all these. so good. I think yeah, mine is the walk off as well. Right there behind it is the Zoolander Megatu. Yeah, some of the most the best lines are in that scene. So. Literally, there's just I mean, it's crazy how many of these lines I was like, wow, all of these are in one movie. This movie just, I mean, it's just perfect. I haven't maybe I just haven't watched a really great comedy where everything works like in a while, but it was oh. perfect. So good. Yeah. So glad we watched it. Yeah. Rewatch complete and let's rewatch it again. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the regular exclusive. I wanted to give you guys a little preview of what we're going to be talking about next week because we're doing, uh, we're going back to do two movies this time. And those movies are Sinister. And the black phone. It's scary. Yeah, we're having a little spooky week. I know it's like, you know, literally going to be like September 2nd when this comes out. So we're maybe jumping the gun. But I just feel like I've already entered spooky season as of like August 1st. I'm just ready. So we're spooking it up with some scary movies. (laughs) Well, and this is going to be a fun episode because the black phone just came out this year. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it because it just came to streaming on Peacock. It's yep. on Peacock, right? Yeah. And Sinister... that again. Peacock. Ah, peacock. It's a, it's a fun word. Anyway, I'm a peacock go ahead. captain. You got to let me fly on this one. Exactly. But uh, nailed it. And then the Sinister is like ten years old. So yep, this will be the most recent movie that we've done, and yeah, an, an older movie. Both great. I'm excited. And I and I and I haven't seen either of them prior prior to this. That's true. These are you're breaking popping your cherry on these movies. Also, uh the connecting thread here that we're really excited about is that these are two movies by Scott Derrickson, uh, which who is just one of our favorite directors. Mm. I don't know about you, but at least for me. It's pretty pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Yeah. All right. That that's good enough. <laughs> we'll so um, also, I don't know if you mentioned, but Sinister is also available on Peacock for free as well. They might be with the premium subscription, but I don't know. Either way, you can free trial that shit. <laughs> Enjoy. Remember, do all the social media things. Like, sup- subscribe, do the Instagram and Twitter stuff. Yep. And- Just search our name and you'll find us. And uh, let us know what you think. If you like us, if you hate us, we want to hear that too. I'm curious. Yeah. We love hate. It's all it's all all fun having haters as we're yeah. as we're learning, you know, being podcasters. Let's not encourage them. <laughs> yeah, let's not encourage them. Okay. And remember to yeah. send us your recommendations. Oh yeah, please send us your recommendations all you wonderful people out there. Definitely. We would love to know what you want us to cover and I mean that's why we started the show. We recommend shit 
And we just want to hear what the other one thought. So let us know. Yeah. And until then, regular exclusive out. Peace. <laughs>